What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. A little early for us, ain't it? A little early? We, we're here a little bit early, but we're here early for a good reason, ladies and gentlemen, because we have a very special guest on the show that uh, has graced us with his presence, and we have to absolutely get to this right away. All that and more on today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Let's go. I may be wondering, Pat, what the heck are you doing here so early? What, 540? Normally, you're a 6 o'clock start. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, because on today's show, the Samurai, Mike Singletary. Hey, baby! Hey, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, as you saw, 10-time Pro Bowler, seven-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, Mike Singletary, joins us on the show. How are you today, my friend? Clap it up for Mike. Clap it up. Clap it up for Mike. I wish we were in our studio. (laughs) Thank you very much. I'm doing very well. Um, uh, Glad to be here and glad to be on the show, and uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate you being on with us, Mike. I mean, listen, I got to get right into this. I have to get your thoughts because we're talking about on today's show, how do the Chicago Bears continue to improve heading into this offseason? And I know you got a bad taste in your mouth after what we saw on Sunday. Um, A a defense that probably did not live up to the standard that uh, the city of Chicago is used to, a standard that you built when you look at where this Bears team is this season, what do you see that gives you a little bit of hope moving forward? How does this team continue to improve, even with the bad taste that we saw left in our mouth after uh, our 10th loss in a row to the Green Bay Packers? Mm. Oh, you know, first of all, I I really do like the quarterback. I I really like the quarterback. I, I think he has everything that you want in a franchise quarterback. I just think he needs some pieces, a few more pieces, particularly the offensive line. Um, you know, they, they've got to do a better job protecting them up front. And, um, you know, running game, receivers, um, whatever you can do to add to that would be great. Um, but um, I, I think offensively, 
you know, they, they've got some some pieces in place, uh, just the offensive line that we need to make sure that we beef up. On the defensive side, um, you know, it's always great to, you know, it's always going to start with the front. Yeah. And um, hoping that they can continue to uh, build on that. And, and um, you know, uh, we got a chance. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I feel like this. I feel like this defense is moving in the right direction. Do you still get a little bit? Do you still get a little bit irritated, irked when you see how the team goes out there and sometimes maybe is a little bit to me too nonchalant with the rivalry that you guys built up against the Green Bay Packers? I mean, for me, when I hear my head coach say it's just another game, as a lifelong Bears fan, as somebody who's done this for a long time, um, I I look at that and I say. Okay, well, behind closed doors, you better not be telling your team just another game. But then I see the play on the field, and it looks like the team felt like it was just another game, and that makes my blood boil. When you see kind of how this Bears team went out against the Green Bay Packers in that last game, you know what? What did you? What was your sense of what was going on? Well, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> when you're playing uh, the last game of the season, um, rivalry, no rivalry. Um, and you don't have a chance to go in the playoffs. It's 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 uh, one of those things where you really got to get your team ready to go. You know the the mental psyche that you you just happen to be playing a rivalry team. Yeah. You just happen to be playing the last game of the year, and whether you win or lose, it, it you're not going anywhere. So um, getting them to understand that we got to win this last game to build going into the off season. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough job. And um, but, uh, you know, that's what has to take place. Yeah, it, it's going to be crazy to see, Joel. I know you were talking about kind of, you know, some of the things that the, the defense had built up in the past. Uh, what would you you wanted to get a, a question in the mic, right? I, well, I guess in terms of uh, today's today, but I had, I had a question, just an old question from like 85. And actually, not even 85. I think it was 86. I, you know, reviewing the history of like, especially with the Bears Packers, if you can, do you remember what was it that was going on when the when the one of the Packers players that took McMahon and just slammed him? Like when I watched it back, it's like that was egregious and late. Like it wasn't like it just happened at the moment. But was it like there was something else going on where there was a rivalry like really building up and something was said? And the guy was like, I think it was Charles Martin. He's like, I'm going to, you know, basically take take McMahon and slam him on the shoulder. Like, do you remember what was it that kind of transpired around that time? I was always curious. Because you know, I, I, I really believe that, uh, you know, there were a couple of things. First of all, uh, McMahon is a guy that everybody hated. And, and uh, you know, he was Simon, you know, he was uh, the punky QB. That's who he was. And he was not afraid of anybody. And, you know, he would talk and, and say things or whatever. And he said, Jim, you, you don't want to say that. Jim, you don't want to go there. But, uh, and, and um, you know, guys had a chance to get their hands on him. And I think at that time, Coach Ditka and I, I forget who the head coach was, maybe Forrest Gregg or something at that yeah. time. And, um, you know, when, when your head coaches are in the rivalry as well and saying things back and forth at each other, uh, sometimes the players take it to a place where it was never really meant to go. And, um, you know, maybe the coach said, you know, kill him. <laughs> he took it to heart, maybe. I don't know. 
But uh, it was like, wow, what are you thinking? Yeah. It was one of those. It's just, and it's what's sad about it is that it that one move has altered our entire franchise, you know, from the qu- quarterback position. Because, you know, you talk about with the Packers. They've had a chance to get Favre, to go to Rodgers, and now possibly Love. And we have not been able to have that con- continuity at that position. So it's just sad to see, like, um, you know, we have not – we've been trying to get that right. And I think I agree with you, like most of us, you know, sometimes we get accused of of, of, of favoring Justin Fields, but it's like he has the skill set. He's got – those intangibles, I think, as a as a quarterback. And but people are starting to see like you need to have the D line, the O line uh together. So you got to build from the trenches. I mean, I think that was one of the biggest staples that we had back then, and that we it always works that way for a lot of teams that we built. So um I had that question just, you know, I always wondered, you know, and it's a privilege to be able to talk with you and even speak about that. Um, and I guess just moving forward, like what what, I guess if you're building a team, where do you like where do you like the team going? I mean, do you still see it that it's definitely still like defense first, or are you seeing it where there's you know I guess where do you see it? How how would you build this team as it stands right now? I I, I think right now if you have a quarterback, which I I believe the Bears do, if you have a quarterback, you know that that's a piece where you're like, wow, well I'm thankful I got that. Now I got to do everything that I can to protect him and uh, make him the best that he can be, get him some weapons. And I think the Bears are trying to do that. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, you got to be able to stop people. Um, I don't care how many points you're able to score on offense. uh, If you can't stop them when you have to stop them, then um, it's going to be difficult to build something that's sustainable toward uh, big games, toward playoff games, those kinds of things, to close out really special games that you need to win. What What's your thoughts on the difference between, say, this cover two or style of cover two defense that we have? Because we're basically repeating the lovey style of defense. What's your take versus a 4-3 versus a 3-4 or a cover two? Do you have a cl- – clearly we know you're part of a 46, which is a very, which is a very special defense, but it's hard to replicate that type of defense because I think they said people have kind of figured out and out schemed that type of defense. But of the three, which one do you would you like to see or do you prefer in general? I prefer a basic 4-3 uh, because uh, the 4-3, um, you know, you can run the cover two. You can run cover two, cover one out of all of them. But out of the, the basic uh, four-man front, and cover two is a four-man front as well, but uh, cover two is basically – uh, the middle linebacker is different. The middle linebacker is is more in drop mode. Yeah. Um, you know, he's more of a safety, and really the will is more the Mike linebacker. He's the more physical guy. Yeah. And um, I think that when you're playing cover two, you have got to have four dogs up front. Yeah. You have to. Um, yeah. And and really, if you want to have a great defense, period. You got to have those 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 front four guys. They they got to be coming off that ball, and they have to be accountable to each other and make sure that everybody is manning their gaps. Uh, for me, in order for for me to have any success at all as a middle linebacker, if those tackles aren't doing their job, uh, and depending on what they're doing on offense as well as the the um, the defensive ends as well. 
if those guys don't have the discipline to make sure that uh, they're not in their gaps and they're not doing the things that they need to do and they're they're not tuned into what the down and distance and yeah. playing the game just like the quarterback is playing the game on offense you got to be tuned in and have an expectation of what are they going to come out in what are they going to do and uh, be able to play football both mentally and physically yeah hey mike i want to jump in real quick and uh since you're talking about the defense uh, how do you personally feel about the moves that Ryan Poles has made in constructing this defense? And how do you feel about how Eberflus has kind of coached this defense, seeing that he's calling the shots from that perspective? Um, I'm sorry. Could you phrase that in a different way? <laughs> a little bit um, different way. I got you. Uh, how do you feel about the pieces that Ryan Post has actually acquired for our defense? And how do you feel about how Matt Eberflus has actually uh, coached and uh, I guess developed our defense at so to speak. Well, you know, um, one of the biggest things that I want to say, and that is, you just never know um, what the thought process is um, when you, you're trying to find players and and you get them, and a player may be great in another system, but um, and you think, hey, I, I got a piece here. This guy did great in that system over there, and you bring him and put him in this system. And he's not as good. And you go, yeah. well, wait a minute. How in the heck did that happen? He was so good. And But what you didn't know is maybe he wasn't getting a double team. Maybe maybe <laughs> uh, the guy on the team, the outside guy next to him, was getting the double team, and he was getting off all the time. He was getting free all the time. And, uh, you know, there's so many pieces when you're looking at a player. Um, what makes that player um, – a really spectacular player. What what makes him? Is he a great player, or is he a complimentary player? Mm -hmm. uh, does he need something to make him better? And if he doesn't have that, he's just another guy. And so all of those things come into play when you're looking for players. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to me to see kind of what the Bears do defensively moving forward. I I think that Matt Eberflus has been a a real interesting addition to this team he's talking about going back to being a head coach more right the ceo kind of guy and there's an interesting name out there a former teammate of yours and somebody who has coached with the chicago bears that i feel and i dropped the video on this today would be perfect for this team with maybe adding to some of the aggressiveness and instilling mm -hmm. some of the uh, for me, hate of the Green Bay Packers on the other side. Ron Rivera unfortunately let go after his time today in Washington. Would he fit perfectly with what the Chicago Bears are trying to do here? And what do you think he could add to this defense that maybe personality-wise, something that you got to know from him in his playing days and in his coaching days? You know, Ron would be... Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, a great coach anywhere. You know, Ron was a class guy. He was a, uh, he was a heck of a coach. It's unfortunate what happened in, in Washington. Uh, all the things that he had to deal with. All the different hats that he had to wear, as well as dealing with his health issues, and so there was a lot going on. But um, you know, Ron is a guy that that um, would be exceptional. Yeah, yeah, he, I, I think that he would be somebody that could come in and really. It, I, I think even just having somebody in the building that understands, okay, this is what Chicago is looking for because you guys achieve that at the highest level, right, personality-wise, I think he could really add something to this Bears defense that maybe they're missing, right? Because I feel like, of course, the three technique, addressing that in the draft would be great. But does it feel like at times this Bears defense just doesn't have that edge that you need to see to be one of those consistent elite defenses? Well, it's um, it's interesting. I I think uh, sometimes you you look at the game and and um, you know when you have a guy that that you're talking about, you know that yeah. guy is going to be on edge. And in this game, um, in today's game, it's 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 tough to have a guy that's on edge. Um, you got to make sure that, um, you know, you've got other players on that team that, that'll listen to him. Um, you know, the bears had a guy I thought was one of the better players in the league. Um, but you know, he was, he was on edge. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's no longer there and, and, you know, they got rid of whatever. I'm, I'm not going to get into that. But uh, they, they had a couple of really explosive guys, one in particular. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that, you know, moving forward, uh, whatever Coach Eberfuss is, is really looking for uh, in terms of the culture that he needs to, to have and wants to have on defense, I know that there's a formula that he has in his mind in terms of what needs to be in place and and, uh, you know, the cover two is definitely one of those uh, defenses that has certain disciplines that you have to adhere to uh, or you're not going to be successful. No, for sure. For sure. I, I, I think that this is this is a defense that I mean, it, the Bears got to a point at the end of this season where they were really able to get after teams. And I think that's the part that excites me the most about kind of what we're seeing from this team. You played with a bunch of guys that were able to get after guys. What was it like being a linebacker in a situation where you knew those those guys in, in the front were going to create opportunities for you to just flash your greatness every play in, play out, because they were going to just be able to attack with the, with, uh, uh, attack the offensive lineman that was standing across from them consistently? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Um you know, a lot of time you you take a step back and you look at that time and you, you know, you say to yourself, I wish I would have been able to appreciate um, the kind of guys that we had on that team. I, I wish I would have been able to, you know, you're thinking that, hey, um, we got to go, man. We, we, yeah. We're always trying to get somewhere. 
And uh, sometimes you don't really fully appreciate what you have and those guys that are next to you and, and the kind of guys that they were. But, um, you know, we, we had a lot of guys on, on that team, on that defense that um, they were, they were accountable, uh, you know, a little bit crazy, but um, very accountable when it comes to, you know, you got in that huddle, it was like, Hey man, you got to do your job. Yeah, you know, another yeah. guy looking back. What are you talking to, brother? You do yeah. your job. You know, you're going back and forth, and you break the huddle. What was the call? Okay, yeah, that's cool. Let's go, baby. Yeah. But uh, you know, you had to be a dog in order to be in that huddle, mm. or you know, somebody may tell you, "Get out of this huddle. You don't belong in here." Mm. And um, you had to be ready. And so, having that mentality just being one of the 11 guys on that field at that particular time, it was a privilege and you knew you were part of something special. And when you feel like that, when you know that you can look at a guy in that huddle and know that uh, this guy is going to bring it, oh, you, you got something. Does the, um, the play calling also motivate, I would assume? Like if you know, I always say the coach is, a, uh, the, the team is a reflection of the coach. Right. And I feel like the, the personality of this coach, you know, he's a nice guy. I, I think he's nice. I don't know if he's like, I think all of us want some dogs. We want somebody. I want the bully on the block. I want what we had back in the day, you know, period. And, you know, it would be interesting to see if like, you know, does that also inspire? Because can can the players kind of overcome that? Or do you think it also just comes? It's all together. It's all one sound, one band, one sound type of deal. Uh, overcome the coach. Yeah, like if, if with the play calling sometimes on the defense. <laughs> you know what? I, I, yeah, I, I, I will say this. I will say this when it comes to that. It's hard for players to overcome. It's hard mm -hmm. for players to overcome that. But um, I, I will say this. Uh, if they respect the coach, if they respect him, and, uh, hey, you know, he knows what he's talking about, and they believe that he knows what he's talking about, then you got a chance. Uh, you still got a chance to win. He doesn't have to be crazy. You know, he doesn't have to be like Buddy. You know, Buddy is like, I'm going to kill a flea with a sledgehammer. Um, he doesn't have to be like that. Um, but it, it is, uh, we are going to get after them. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you just got to be cognizant of whoever that play caller is, that they believe, if you believe in that guy, oh, yeah, you're going to play for him. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, when you think about when Buddy Ryan was here and then he goes to Philly and they had a mean, nasty defense in Philly, like wherever he went and it, it, it makes sense. So it's like, hopefully it's like the question with, with, with say, let's say Chico comes here. He, he's been here before. He was a DC, DC under Lovey and they were a much more slightly aggressive defense when, when he was here. Then when he left, it was different. Also, we had some personnel changes when we lost a couple of players. But it'll be interesting to see where we go uh, in terms of a coach or the, the coordinators that we get for this team, because it looks like we might end up keeping Eberflus coming forward, uh, moving forward. So uh, the, the coordinators are going to be it's going to be a very interesting offseason where what how do you how do you assess this Bears team where they are? Because this is technically year two of a rebuild. Where do you how do you see the team? Do you like where they're going? Um, I, I will say this. I, I think that this year is a pivotal year. I mean, this this uh, third year, um, 
you know, rebuild or no rebuild. It, it is, um, you know, you got this time, take advantage of it. You know, look at every player, look at every angle, uh, look at every place that you can get better and make sure that you don't go into next year um, without having exactly what you need to go to war with. Yeah, I, I think that leads perfectly into this question. One of our uh, producers on the side and our host on the Chicago Bears, Breeze, JC, asking, uh, if you could play GM, what position has the most glaring need from what you've seen this season? Offensive line. Mm -hmm. It's it's yesterday was so <laughs> it was, so it was, it was so a bad. tough watch. It, and I get it. Like there was so many pieces backwards and i guess right even when we always think of that 85 team with the defense but the offensive line of that team dogs just as well on the other side right and speak yeah. to how different a quarterback's life can be if it has that protection like mcmahon had in that under behind that offensive line when you guys won the super bowl i mean like that felt like the last time we've had a line that i was like yeah 200 like you're not going to get to him. And there's Walter back there. Well, when you when you think about it, um, a quarterback has to go to he has to go through his progression. Yeah. And so you're being taught one thing. OK, you got to come back and make sure you you look off the safety and then you then you come back and you, you look this way. And and so a quarterback, when he doesn't feel that he has time to do that, the natural progression. So now you start skipping some of those things. And, and when you start skipping your natural progression and instead of looking away, you know, you don't feel that you have the time. So right out of, right out from under the center or even in shotgun, you're yeah. thinking, man, I got to get this ball out of my hand. Not because it's a three-step drop, but because I'm not going to get the throw off. So maybe there's some things that you don't see. Uh, maybe there's some some time, you know, a receiver, just another half second, yeah. and you, you're able to see it. And even if coming out of the huddle, if you trust that you have the time to really look and be relaxed and go through your full progression, it makes you a much better quarterback than feeling like, man, I know what the call is, but I had to get this ball out right now. Yeah. And now you're showing where you're going to throw the ball. You're you're fundamentally unsound. And, um, you know, the defense can tell that uh, you're, you're a little bit out of sync and uh, you're going to be very ineffective and you're going to develop bad habits. It's hard to be a great quarterback when you have developed bad habits because you don't trust the amount of time that you're going to have to throw the ball. Do you feel like we're too quick with players now? I feel like in, in of course, in, in you guys' era, but even in the early 2000s, it was get this guy time. Let this young guy develop. Let him figure out what the heck the NFL is going to offer. And now it's, I need a new quarterback. Two years in, go get another quarterback. Up, oh, he's not good. Go get another quarterback. Do you feel like there's not, and, and I think that's what all positions now, if you don't produce within the first two years, your career could be over. Do you feel like that's different from your era? Yeah, I, I, I do, because, you know, I think about I think about um, my own career, you know, coming into the league, uh, you know, the last collective bargaining agreement, um, you know, the veterans set that thing 
you know, built for them. Yeah. And uh, a young player coming in, you don't have the, um, the, the opportunity to spend a lot of time with your coaches, whether you want to or not. I mean, you got to be creative in how you do that. And for a guy like myself, man, I, I you know, Buddy was trying to get away from me. I, I needed to have, hey, hey, we, we got to talk, man. Like, I got to go home. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> go home. Man, man, I, I got to learn this stuff, man. Come on. Yeah. And so, um, but you can't do that really anymore. It's, it's yeah. tough to do because of some of the rules in place that will not, will, will not allow a player to have that time. And so it's unfortunate because there are a lot of players that I feel could be great players, but because of the time constraint, um, it's a factor because it's going to take them another year or two longer to develop. And so um, it, it makes it very difficult. It really does. Because I see quarterbacks that I think are great athletes, and in college, it's the same thing. It starts in college. You don't have enough time in college. And, yeah. and so you come into the league now, you're already behind. When you think you're a great player, you're already behind the eight ball. And, and so you get booed one time, and it's like you're done. It takes you I don't know how long to overcome something like that where <laughs> you don't know what to do and you don't know who to talk to. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's very difficult for young players to come in and uh, really try to find themselves right away. Well, and Mike, it took you a little while for you to find yourself right away coming out of uh, South Texas, out of Houston, Baylor. You were a tackling machine and you come on the, the set with the Bears, you know, I mean, and, you know, fast forward, your decade of dominance speaks for itself, you know. For if you weren't number one, you were number two in tackles throughout the league. In the beginning, if you looked at where you were at, your struggle with Buddy Ryan, proving yourself to the team and all of those monsters over there, you know, your teammates, it took a little while to break through to that and really just say, hey, buddy, let's do this. You know what I mean? And then when he finally embraced you, it was on like Donkey Kong. You know what I mean? Uh, but Here's, here's the deal. I, I look at you at the Mike position like a, a quarterback as well because what you said right away about having that offensive line, you needed a, a line too. You said you have to have that front four with the 4-3, right? So, I mean, you had your bookends. You had Dent, you know. You, you, you had Hampton and you had Mongo in the middle. And, and, I mean, to have those guys right there so you could cook I, as, as the quarterback – of the defense i mean that had to have been pretty awesome but here's the deal you look right now at these guys they play a little bit they get a lot of tackles whatever right now when i look at that i say are we going to break him is somebody not doing their job why does he have more tackles than everybody else there's so many questions that i have but i mean how long can they continue to do this for that said period of time when we're already complaining about a team that's not even built yet Reed started out at the foundation. This is year two. We're getting into it. You know, we stripped it all the way down to the studs. You know, we're building the studs. We're complaining about a roof that's leaking. You know, if the the if the walls ain't up, there ain't no roof. So that's why it's leaking. It takes time for these guys to come together and to meld. And take us a little bit through what that was like 
when the your your team came together and they put you out there and you were calling plays for for the 85 bears how long did that take for you guys to get together and when did you know you had something great on the field i i think um in retrospect when i think about it i think we knew we had something that first year uh, my first year there because uh, there were some games that we played lights out. We weren't beating people, but yeah. we were punishing people. Yeah. And, and so you know when that game was over and teams were going off the field and they were saying, man, you guys are the most physical team I've ever played against. And so that was my first year. We had Neil Armstrong. And then my second year, uh, Coach Dicker came in. And uh, everybody was, was scared to death of him and thought he was crazy when he came in, thought the Bears made a mistake. And it was the best thing the Bears could have ever done because he was exactly what we needed, somebody that had lost their mind. And, and uh, Coach came in and he challenged us. Uh, he told us the truth. And he said, in three years, we're going to be in the Super Bowl. And he was right. It happened. Wow. Um, so for us, it was just a matter of, just a little getting a little bit better each year. Yeah. Just a little bit better, just getting another piece, getting another. The culture was there because, you know, Buddy knew what he wanted and he was going to get it because Dickon knew what he wanted and he was going to get it. And any of the guys that were there, we knew what the culture was. The culture was you either do the job and you do it this way or you're out. It was as simple as that. Whoever you were, it, it didn't make any difference whatsoever. And so that was really the culture and, and accountability, um, you know, that came with everything that we were doing. You got to do your job. And whoever you are, uh, if you don't do your job as a team, we got together and, uh, you know, there was some knockdown dragouts in, in that locker room <laughs> trying to get it together. Hey, man, look here. When we come out of this locker room, we're together. Yeah. But coming into this locker room, we got to get this together. This ain't gonna make it. Yeah. How do you what, get to that? What made what How made Dicker when you say that? Like, what made what made him so crazy? Like, like you're saying that he, I mean, was he like that? Like, it was like every day is something crazy. Like duck hide because I, I, something. I, I'll like tell that. you what made him crazy. He wanted to win. I like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, you know, when you, you look at a guy practice? like Coach, when you look at a guy like Coach Dickgood, you're looking at Bobby Knight. Mm. You're looking oh. at uh, Bill Parcells. Uh, yeah. By the way, all three of those guys were best friends. And and then there are other coaches. Sense. You know, these guys, <laughs> those three guys that I just named, it's like if I'm not winning, I'm losing, and and and, and I'm pissed. Yeah. There are other coaches where this is a career. And it's like, okay, well, we lost that one, and it's okay, guys. We'll just come back next week. No, 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 no. This, this is a part of my life. This yeah. is a week of my life gone. Mm. You know, so no, he would just, we're not just so going to say it's okay. It's not okay. And so, so uh, un, un, unfortunately, you know, I, I I believe the same thing. It's 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 do or die. You got it. You yeah. got to go. You got it. Let's go. Mike, how so, can we I mean, restore ourselves back to glory, back to those days where we feared our own coach more than the coach that we played on Sunday, and we feared our own players that we practiced with and we did on Sunday, and the game was easier than your practice was? 
Well, you know, there's some wisdom to that. And and uh, there there's some some parts that we wish we could have done differently. Yeah. You know, the San Francisco 49ers, you know, Bill Walsh had those guys out there in sweats and walking through stuff and we're killing each other. By the time we go to the Pro Bowl, you know, we we really need to go take a break somewhere, take a few weeks <laughs> off, months, whatever. And uh, the 49ers were cooling out. Oh, man, y'all practice like that? Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it, it's just the way we were built. That was the culture, and uh, yeah. it worked for us. Uh, maybe uh, we would have won a few more games if, if, if we had figured out a way to do it another way. We appreciate you coming on, Mike. I got to ask you one last question before you get up out of here. And again, appreciate and you one. taking the time out. Uh, I got one more after that. <laughs> he, he said 30 minutes, Joe. Calm down. Calm well, down, I Joe. I got, I got a good one. It's Mike, a good, it's a good he grew one. up. You're his whole childhood right here. He's giddy. You just, you can't see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, when you look at... Um, a guy that was standing in front of you that was an absolute beast, one of the best defensive players in the NFL in Mongo. And now he's up as a finalist for the Hall of Fame. But to me, it's taken way too long. And I look at the Hall of Fame. It, it's a it's a amazing group of gentlemen, and they very rarely make a mistake to me, but this is one of the biggest mistakes they've made with the length of time. And, and to me, it feels like because of everything Mongo's going through uh, with ALS, now they're like, oh, well, we got to put him in. Well, his career was good enough for you to put him in when he was eligible in the beginning. What are your thoughts on how long it's taken for him to get in and the honor that it is that he is finally getting in? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did, did Mike freeze? He might, yeah. Hold up, give it a second. Let's see if we get the internet back. Mike might have froze on his voice. And he froze perfectly, too. Mike froze on he his sure show. did. He's got, a, he's got a great thought right here. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like, that that looks like uh, yeah, it should have been did it. <laughs> so yes, because Joel said he had one more question. That's the problem. Joel out here trying oh. to add extra questions in. <laughs> it's an easy one. It's easy. It's a quick one. Yeah, I think he ended up freezing. I just and 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 we'll get him back on the screen if he's if he's able to get back in. I appreciate uh, um, Mike Singletary coming on and, and joining us. He's an amazing player, amazing coach, and it's just it's just uh, uh, one of those things that when I look at Mongo and the reason I wanted to ask him about Mongo is because dog, like, why are we taking this long? Why are we waiting this long to put? literally one of the best defensive players of his generation in he's on all of the lists of like, no, this dude was amazing. And yeah. that's, that's up there with the levels yeah. of, of stupidity for Justin Fields, not getting penalty flags. Like, I don't, like that, that's that I level of stupidity. And then you send him out for a concussion two plays later. I don't know. I, I got to ask Joe. What, what was, was the really question? Good question? No, no. <laughs> no. We're going to wait. If you don't, I, I'll, Oh, I, I can't wait to answer this one. I just want to ask. Him. We got to see. We got to see. We got to see. We got to <laughs> see. No. Hey, man. I, hey, I got one really new. Because I was like, yeah. No, nah, but I, I appreciate everybody know. tuning in, pulling up, showing love and all of that. Hit that like button if you haven't done so. Subscribe to the page. We're going to try and get uh, get Mike Ty or Mike Ty Mike Singletary back on. Y'all knew I was going to do it at least once in this month. You did really good. You did I, did, really I, did, good. I did. I did really you good. Did I didn't do it while he was watching me. We're good. Uh, Y'all knew. <laughs> We're going to try right? to get Mike Singletary back in on here. But, uh, I mean, I, I will say this. I do appreciate the fact that uh, while he didn't directly say it, uh, it definitely is inferred. 
that uh, he's in. On oh J. no, he's right. He, 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 he said he liked Fields. Hey, he started off. He started yeah. off the the show by saying, "Hey, I'm I'm in on Justin Fields, baby. I I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I like this guy as a quarterback. I like what he's building out here. And listen, this is a guy that's, that sacked a lot of quarterbacks in his day. He knows he a little something like about three of my questions with that direct in. Bro, <laughs> right you was there. going was in depth with Fields. <laughs> hey, hey, I, hey, he definitely was sending me straight on the uh, Eberflus question too. So, I, hey, hey, I appreciate that. I was like, you're not going to get me on that. <laughs> no, but I got you. I got you. You, you I was you able to it get was him. A pleasure having him. No, okay, all right. Well, hey, that was Mike Singletary, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate him coming on and showing love. Uh, if he's able to come back, he's able to come back. If not. Again, we appreciate all the love that he showed. Uh, we'll have that posted out later as well. And uh, make sure to tune in with your socials. Now, we still got to talk about the rest of this football that we did see out here, boys. I mean, it was... Oh, oh, oh he's back. Oh, 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 oh never mind. Gentlemen, I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're all good. You are all good. You're all good. Uh, I don't know if you heard my question or not. Um, but I heard where you were going. But basically took too long for mongo to get in i think he's first ballot what do you think about um how long it took for him to get in and speak to the honor that it is to be in the nfl hall of fame first of all um you know you're exactly right uh, mongo is one of those guys that um when you talk about the blue collar guy um uh, the thankless job you know, Mongo was the one guy that I always knew where he was going to be. And, um, you know, you talk about a quarterback dropping back and, and um, you know, you got one guard that when you drop back, man, uh, you know, you don't have much time. Uh, you got to get rid of that ball. If you drop yeah. to that side, you drop to the other side, um, you got time. Mongo yeah. was that guy that, Man, I always knew that I had more time to his side. Now, there are a couple other guys, you know, Dan Hampton and I fought the whole time I was there. Man, come on. I have to go for it, you know. I, I got to go. <laughs> come on, man. But, um, you know, Dan and Steve were great to play behind, but but uh, Steve was the most. Steve, uh, McMichael, uh, Hardenstein, uh, but Steve was the mo one of the most unselfish guys on our team, yeah. uh, bar none, and, uh, including myself. And and he was just that guy that um, he was going to do his job. If his knees were hurting, his back was hurting, he's practicing, he's playing. And um, very unselfish player, tremendous teammate. So, yes, that's really everything that the Hall of Fame should be about. Yeah. It, it just it, it kills me that because of everything that he, to me, that's how it feels. And maybe that's not what the Hall of Fame is. Maybe they literally were just like, somehow we overlooked this amazing player for 40 years. But to me, it feels like because of everything he's going to now, they're like, oh, we got to put him in. And that to me is is the if, if, if you're asking me, it's their biggest sin to date. It's the Hall of Fame's biggest sin to date. All right, Joe, get your quick question in, Joe. He's, he's so right. excited. <laughs> Mike, it's the Oklahoma drill. It's sweetness against Samurai Mike. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Who's winning? <laughs> you know what? Why? I'm, I'm going to say this. First of all, I'm going to win. I want to say this. Walter and I talked about that yeah. all the time. Hey, Mikey, Mikey, look at here. You know, we we jog around the, the track together, uh, the field together before practice. Hey, Mikey, look at here. You know, if I'm on the other side and, and you're in the hole, you, you, you know, you're on cover now. Are you, are you going to be ready for that? I said, why do you think Coach Dicker says, don't hit Walter? We wouldn't light your tail up. <laughs> we we had fun with it all the time. Wait, wait. So, so he was protecting Walter a little bit. He didn't want y'all to get to him. He didn't oh, let y'all no. go home with Walter. Walter. You got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we appreciate you joining the show. We love Thanks everything so that you brought to the game. We appreciate everything that you brought to the city of Chicago, as you can see from all the comments. Everybody in here loves you. And uh, we hope to have you back on the show again. All right, my man. Well, God bless you guys. Take care. For sure. You Take as care, well. Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike Singletary, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Do I got a do I got applause on here? I need a little uh hello. We got a yeah. 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 <laughs> Mike Singletary, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely love it. I let the full applause play too. I normally cut out about halfway through. Uh, hey boys, I don't I don't think we got to do anything else for this show. I think we just covered the whole show. I mean, <laughs> Mike we talked about everything. We did everything. I appreciate everybody for tuning in and showing love. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave a five star view. Y'all know what to do. Hold on, uh, wait, got to give Joel his his credit. It wasn't a bad question. It wasn't a bad question. <laughs> it's a bad give Joel his credit. It was not a bad question. He was a little too giddy for me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> a little too giddy. For me. Dude, we got Mike. This is Mike. We we talking about Walter Payton and Mike. He's six degrees of separation away away from thirty four. Like, where else are we gonna get any of that insight, man? That's you facts. know. That's I'm facts. not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad at any of it. it. That was a great question. I'm not gonna lie to you. I gotta give you credit. Mike, Mike against Walter, who's winning? You know he gonna say he gonna win. That's a great question. <laughs> phenomenal question. Hey man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Uh, make sure to tune in to Brandon Tracks Hyatt over on the Chicago Sports Podcast as well, where he's always got some pretty amazing guests over there, and uh, he's he's helping us get some of them over here. Shout out to him. Can't be mad at that. Uh, <laughs> Pat the designer back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear done. Peace.